there's a chapter that says authenticity takes courage and even when you think you're being authentic there's room to think again your business in it is an expression of who you are you know you don't want to be a machine doing things you don't really like i love holding the belief that life is fun you know that life is an adventure i believe that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience and that our purpose in life is to spread love. I just want to see life in in grace. Um, maybe your valley right now is somebody's mountain to conquer. Life for me really is living every second without asking for anyone else's permission. Vulnerability has always been my strongest suit. What's your passion? What makes you wake up every morning? What keeps you up at night? What values do you believe in? What problems do you want to solve? Lastly, what makes you, you? Good day, everyone. Our guest for today is not just your ordinary copywriter. He is a product launch formula copywriter and an aspiring novelist. Just this morning, I had this privilege to hear him share his insights when it comes to PLF and email marketing. He was also recently recognized as one of Marketing in Asia's Rising 70 Filipinos on LinkedIn for 2020. A very helpful guy who also goes beyond when it comes to helping people in the circle. At the moment, he's finishing his debut novel. Friends, let's all welcome Bo Maldes. Hi, Bo. Hi, Miss Jeanette. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. I am really, yeah, I'm really glad to be doing this episode with you today. Was I able to pronounce your last name correctly, by the way? Is it Moldes or Moldes? Uh, actually, either way. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I'm glad that you called me Bo because my first name is hard to pronounce by Filipinos. It's, it's actually Boas. So yes, Bo would yes. Be okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, yeah, so guys, if you want to look to look him up on LinkedIn, uh yeah, you'll find him by searching Boaz Moldes. So yep. yeah. So I'll cut to the chase. Let's start. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Tell us about your passion and the work that you do. Well, yeah, uh I guess I can say that I'm passionate about writing. Uh uh, I wouldn't say that I'm always happy about writing. It's just that it's part of who I am. It's part of what I do. And uh, it gives me, honestly, it gives me both pleasure and uh, a level of anxiety and pain. But when I look at writing, I look at it as something that can um, change the world and, and make a difference. Uh, when it comes to work, I work as a copywriter. I focus more on the PLF or product launch formula method created by Jeff Walker. So it will help um, businesses get more leads and sales and, and even uh, retentions in their business. Uh, 
I've been doing this since 2017, so I, I'm pretty much new here. And um, one of the things that I know I am doing and I know that I'll be fulfilling is becoming a fiction writer. Um, I guess it's one thing that I can talk to you about later, but I'm passionate about creating stories. I'm passionate about having these stories reach out to uh, a large number of people. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, why why share later? I mean, why not share your story <laughs> now? Yep, I of mean, tell, tell us tell us more about it because we we do really love it when people share what they're passionate about because for the most part, you know, they they apply a different persona when they're working and they apply also a different persona when it comes to doing things that really um, sparks their joy. So tell us, please, a bit more about it. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember back in high school when uh, our teacher taught us about art. Uh, he said that, uh, I think I'm paraphrasing Picasso, when Picasso said that uh, art is a lie that tells the truth. And I think it's the same way when it comes to fiction. A fiction is fiction or stories uh, that can be turned into short stories, novellas, novels, uh, serialized fiction. They tell lies that essentially tell us important truths about how we live. So for me, that is what I am passionate about. Um, it came into a head when I was in university, I actually studied a different degree. I'm an, I'm an agriculture graduate with an agriculture license, but I found out that, that even if uh, I am licensed in this, this is not something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I mean, it's wonderful if you can actually help feed people uh, when you're working through in a lab or working in a field, but that wasn't in my heart. I wanted to write. I wanted to reach out to more people through the written word. So that's how I became passionate about it. And that's uh, maybe another reason why I chose PLF or uh, the copywriting methods. Because, you know, the beauty about copywriting is it uh, teaches you how to persuade well in writing. And if you are persuasive in writing, you become more persuasive when you create stories. So you not only entertain people, you persuade people to understand a truth, an essential human truth that can change their lives. So in a way, that has made me passionate in what I do, writing to make a difference in the lives of people. And um, what it's not lost on me that when you are a writer, then when you and when you create fiction, in one level, you are immortalized, you know, like uh, you have your books, you have books by uh, stories by Kafka, um, have stories by Sartre, uh, short, contemporary short fiction and everything else in between. Uh, these people are long gone, but they live on through the stories and the writing that they have. So in a way, I make a difference, even if I am not in this uh, physical plane, even if I pass uh, on from, from living, I live on through the writing that I create. So I find it really important that I'm here 
I mean, uh, I like marketing. It is part of what I do. And it builds me up and helps me in, in learning how to communicate. But deep in my heart, I want to create stories that make a difference. That's really amazing. And yeah, as, uh, as you were sharing that part of you, I am also simply amazed with the fact how our work is, um, is on the same train track. Because um, nowadays, if you noticed, um, yeah, uh, people always ask, what are you passionate about? What's your gift? What is it that you want to do? Uh, what do you think is your purpose? Yada, da, yada, da. And in, in your case, that you found that writing, writing is your gift. Writing is what you have that uh, could be solutions to, to problems of people, which eventually, you know, um, um, makes, makes a difference in, in people's lives, um, especially those, uh, to those who need marketing. I mean, in the same matter, I mean, aside from writing, I mean, in the same matter when um, other forms of art, let's say uh, music, right, or painting, mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's just really a matter of um, finding that gift in you. And I'm, I'm also glad that you shared that part about, you know, writing fiction where you said that it's, um, it's a lie. How, how does it go again? Sorry, uh, I'm having yeah. sort of, <laughs> yeah. I do agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a paraphrase of a quote by Pablo Picasso. Yeah. Um, fiction is a lie that tells the truth. Yes. Yes. Fiction is, is a lie that tells the truth because, yeah, um, I mean, more often than, I mean, the, the, the sh shallow part of it is, you know, um, the names of the characters may be changed, but, you know, as, as far as the storyline goes, the plot, as far as the plot goes, and even some of the details of the setting, I mean, there really is some truth in it. And, and for the most part, usually, um, whatever the message is being sent in the story, is it, it's it's always something universal. It's always something that we experience. So we cannot really say that it's it's really one hundred percent, you know, fiction, right? Or one hundred percent lie. So yeah, thank you, and we really wish you luck, and we look forward to your first novel. So thank you. yeah, so. I hope you also get to launch that here in our podcast. Oh, that would be an honor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we look forward to that. So this time, Bo, I think, yeah, you've, um, you, you were actually already able to answer my second question. So I'll move now to my third question, um, which uh, will allow me to dig a little deeper so that our listeners could also know more about you. So this time, Bo, um, was there a moment in your life or could you tell us about a moment in your life where you really wanted to achieve something or have something, but you know it wasn't going to be easy, but you still did it anyway? Well, um, it, it, it has been such a long time since uh, I remember that particular instance. Uh, one of the things that I guess is part of my identity and I guess I'm really proud of is 
I'm actually an alumnus of Philippine Science High School, the system. I graduated in uh, the Southern Mindanao campus, which was in Dav which is in Davao City. Um, I started out late. I I went. I, I joined. Uh, the class of 1999, we graduated in 2003 uh, when I was 14. Uh, so I was a little bit older than most of my classmates. And then uh, I saw Philippines, Philippine Science High School as, as a way for me to, you know, um, grow myself, uh, see myself a as a better person, find a way to like build a career. and. <laughs> As a Philippine Science High School student, you're also a scholar of the government. You have a you have an allowance monthly, and uh, you don't have to pay for tuition fees. You're given books and all that. So I really wanted to get in. Uh, I know that it was hard, and even my parents uh, saw this as something that I cannot that that is very hard for me to do. They were always telling me. Uh, son, can you actually do this? Can you do that? And then I was like, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this. So I spent weeks, a uh, couple of months even studying, preparing for the exams. Uh, and I passed both exams during that time because during that time, there were only two campuses of Philippine science. Uh, the main one is in uh, Quezon City. And the second one was was in is in Davao City. So I worked hard. I sacrificed sleep. Even imagine uh, being a fourteen year old. You should be carefree, not thinking about anything. And you spent time, even until uh, the wee hours of the night, studying and preparing. And then I got in, um, and this made me realize that. Hey, if 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 I want something, I can actually accomplish something. Uh, recently, um, I have seen this happen in 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 learning how to become a copywriter. I wanted to become a copywriter. So when I was starting out in 2017, I ha I nothing. I had no connections. Uh, I really have no idea how things worked out. So I had to find a way to learn how to do copywriting. Uh, I com connected with people. I learned some stuff online until, you know, uh, I got to where I am. Now, don't get me wrong. It's, it's never ever easy uh, with this kind of journey. Uh, I have actually pissed off some people. Uh, I have my fatal mistakes. Uh, I have uh, done things that I wish in retrospect I should not have done, but the journey was worth it. I wouldn't be here without understanding where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, and without the people who helped me. Um, I guess I have to be thankful for uh, the people who have mentored me. Uh, there's uh, the founders of Social Media Academy, uh, Melissa Profeta, Nix Eniego, uh, the founder of the Freelance Movement Tribe, uh, John Pagulayan. Um, we had a talk one-on-one, -on -one, and then he made me realize that I have to have clarity. Uh, 
that is actually one thing that people miss out when they are starting as freelancers or solopreneurs, people working online. It's just like, like I am going to work online because I need something to help me survive and, and pay the bills. But more often than not, if they do not have that level of clarity, they will most likely fail. So looking back at what happened to me, trying to get inside Philippine Science High School and uh, becoming a copywriter and becoming a novelist, it's, it's understanding that you need to have a level of clarity. Uh, the higher your level of clarity, the higher your um, chances to get the success that you want and you need. And uh, the thing is, it's a journey. Um, it's never a uh, straight ascending line. <laughs> you have your ups and downs. You have your obstacles. You have your hurdles. You have your flaws and mistakes that you have to go through. But in the end, you realize that, hey, it was all worth it. Yes. And you know what? Thank you. Thank you both for, for sharing that story. Thank you for being bold enough to you know sharing you know, the highs and, and the lows because this, um, this is actually um, what, uh, what people want to be um, enlightened on, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Because more often than not, and, here's, and this is what I also advocate, more often than not, people tend to um, um, have a hard time finding that clarity because when it, 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 it appears that when the immediate focus is on, um, on earning financially, yes. the first question that they usually ask themselves is, what is it that's out there? So that it's like true. they look outward first instead of asking themselves first, doing the inner work first by asking questions like, what do I want? What can I do? What do I want to do for the rest of my life? So because asking such um, questions, I mean, by, I mean, by uh, starting with yourself first, it paves the way for you to create your own roadmap and that roadmap is unique from the others. So yeah, in, in, in your case, you have your own unique roadmap because you decided what true. you wanted to do. And I mean, setting that example, I mean, that would help a lot of people find that clarity because more often than not, you know, um, there really is a lot of people advocating, find the clarity, find the clarity, but then... Um, people who see, read, um, hear, you know, content about clarity, uh, when they try to apply, they don't know how to start. Oh, I would totally agree. Well, yes. uh, actually, you can't really blame them, uh, especially during this time. We, uh, we are in a crisis. We have this uh, COVID-19 pandemic situation. Uh, jobs are being laid off. Uh, people, people's lives are, you know, 
it's 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 very very discouraging looking at the news as, at what's happening so we can't really blame people if they feel that the first thing that they have to do is to um find a job get paid uh, get some money so they can pay their bills, uh, get food on the table, help their families survive. Because at the very start, we have to look for a way to help us survive. But looking at that, it does not mean that we are only there to survive. We are meant to thrive. We have to understand that in the midst of our survival, we need to find our way to what we are meant to do. We need to find the way to our purpose. And uh, looking at this pandemic, looking at what's happening right now, uh, it's true that it pushes us for survival, but in the midst of that pandemic, it becomes a crucible for us to find out how we will thrive. Uh, I yes. mean, right now, <laughs> you have businesses who are that are being closed because uh, not much foot traffic, people are staying at home, but you also see opportunities like online businesses, online jobs. So um, even in a crisis, we can find a way to thrive. Yes, yes, that's, um, um, that's exactly what I also hope for our Filipi fellow Filipinos to see. Uh, to see it in that perspective that while this pandemic pushes us to go into survival mode, it actually um, um, paves the way the opportunity to bring out the best in us. And I've Agreed. said that, you know, um, several times already, this, this COVID-19 is probably the greatest disruptor in history. And, you know, it's, it's also a great filter. I mean, this is this is where you get to see you know um the bad this is where you get to distinguish the bad the good and the great businesses if you think about it cuz totally yeah yeah and yeah um and and no sur survival is not really the way to go because if you think about it once you discover how to stay afloat not really stay afloat but yeah in 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 your words once you discover how to really thrive, even after you know um, this pandemic, if you have already found a way to thrive, you just continue. You just continue even after the pandemic, and that will surely make your you know business or whatever it is that you have to continually soar. So so yeah, um, thank you for sharing that great insight. So thank this time too. around, so. After you know having gone through what you've gone through from you know from being a student um, in Philippine Science High School um, to being a copywriter and probably even you know with the way you dealt with this pandemic, um, can you tell us about the lens that you're looking through in your life right now? Basically, what is life for you? You know, um, one thing that I realized uh, that this pandemic has brought us is that uh, we are totally in need of connection. Um, 
It's it's something that we all crave. It's something that we all need. It's something that we cannot really, really uh, survive without. <laughs> I mean, looking out there when you go out to uh, the market, when it's your market day, when you uh, go online, uh, the phrase goes social distancing. <laughs> but but I guess I guess that's kind of a misnomer because what it really is asking you to do is to have physical distancing, right? You know, you have your you should be one meter apart from another person. You should wear um, a face mask and a face shield and all of that. You are literally putting barriers uh, between you and another human being. And um, that leads to physical distancing, but it should not lead to what we call social distancing. Honestly, I do not like the, th the phrase social distancing because when you distance yourself socially, you isolate yourself. You isolate yourself from meaningful connection. And I guess in a way, the kind of work that I do, the kind of work that you do, is we actually remove these barriers to social distancing. We connect socially in a different medium because whether we like it or not, whether this, uh, whether we stay isolated in a mountain cabin like where I am right now, um, we still need meaningful connections. Um, I guess this is what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm living alone. My family is not with me. <laughs> a blesser soul. My mom has passed away. Uh, my dad is in Davao City. My brothers are in Los Baños. We are separated by distances, physical distances. But that shouldn't stop us from having uh, a meaningful connection from each other. And for me, the way I see it in the world right now, we need to connect even in this time not physically, but in a way that uses, takes advantage of this uh, amazing technology and uh, amazing platforms, social media, email, uh, communications platforms, and we use it to communicate. We actually eradicate social distancing. We create meaningful connection. So for me, I want to see the world as connected, even if I am isolated. And I want us, I want everyone to find connections in a meaningful way, even in this time of crisis. Yes, that's true. And yeah, you're right. I mean, why term it social distancing when it should be, you know, physical distancing? Distancing Because to begin with, we are social beings. So to sure. take, you know, social interaction away from, from us it's you know it's it's really some sort of deprivation that we probably wouldn't be able to to stand and mm -hmm. thanks to technology i mean um we should see we should see technology as uh, as a tool to compensate for what we are being deprived of right now i mean tactile stimulus is very important to us and since that's not possible during this time it can be compensated with uh, with the technology that we have it's just really a matter of you know um, staying still in touch with humanity i mean just simply 
simply asking another um another being probably a facebook friend or a linkedin connection just hey how are you doing during this time i just yeah. thought i'd check on you stay that well keep safe so much yes yes and might i add that right now uh right in this time of uh quote unquote social distancing there are a lot of cases of people uh, developing depression people who um, want to commit suicide because uh, a lot of people are away from their families. They are living in places where all they have is themselves. So when they encounter a problem, when they uh, have uh, things that are stopping them, they, they contract disease and everything else in between. It's such a stressful and psychologically damaging thing. So we do need to connect, find that meaningful connection. The more we need to use these platforms to reach out and, you know, uh, say, hey, I'm here for you. Yes, yes, that's true. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that insight. I'm sure that a lot of people, especially these days, resonate so much with that. So this time around, um, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite questions. And this is, of course, <laughs> about you. So this time, if you were to describe yourself in one word, Bo, what would that word be? I've I've actually used this this word uh, to describe myself even when I was still in uh, uh, my childhood when I was still in elementary school I was known as the nerd <laughs> I still consider myself a nerd um, I'm I'm that guy I remember back in high school back in Philippine science uh, I have this best friend who who was into learning languages so. Uh, when I was with him, I was a language nerd. When I was with other friends, I was this uh, anime nerd. Uh, I'm a nerd, <laughs> I, and I use it in the and I use it in, in the positive and even the negative aspect of a word. Uh, it defines me as someone who is focused on on something, uh, fixated on something until I can use it. So uh, there were times in my life where I was. Um, a literature nerd. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was the guy who can answer questions. Like if you ask me a question about a very disparate topic, I can find a way to answer it without even looking at, at Google. I can, I can give you an answer to it between about 60 to 80% of the time. So um, that word would probably sum me up. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I should when I visit today. I should probably tag you along when I meet some people and of course you know, <laughs> get you to talk to them when I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, right now it's the age of the nerd. It's the age of the geek. Uh, whenever we talk about uh, technologies, information marketing, it's at the touch of a button. And you can you can easily look at it uh, using a search engine or books or anything like that. But if you can actually understand something and provide uh, an answer to a question, even without going through through Google, um, 
you have an unfair advantage. And for me, that that is uh, an unfair advantage. And I know you're you're saying one word. Um, I remember one of my mentors telling me that. Uh, I, I'm using his words. Okay, he said that you know, Bo, eloquence is your DNA. Well, um, maybe, <laughs> and, and I like to use that because I'm using that in the way that I write. So I'm a writer nerd. So I use the words that I know to create writing that will eventually touch the lives and make a difference in the lives of people. Right, right. Yeah, it, it really makes sense. So this time around, um, yeah, this is, if, if earlier I asked you to describe yourself, so this time now, once all is said and done, how would Bo like to be remembered? Um, one of the things that, that I... Uh, really am into uh, is in terms of philosophy and faith. Um, in terms of philosophy, I consider myself an existentialist. Uh, that would include uh, Jean-Paul Sartre, um, Friedrich Nietzsche, uh, Soren Kierkegaard, uh, Viktor Frankl, Dostoevsky. When you're a existentialist, where you're an, an existentialist, this means that you take in the responsibility of whatever happens to you, that ultimately you have a choice in the way that you're living, that um, all the forces that are happening, happening around, even force majeure, even things that you cannot control, you have the choice to uh, live your life. So in one, one aspect, I want to be remembered as an existentialist. Uh, on another aspect, I want to be remembered as a stoic. Uh, you know, like Epictetus, yes, yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Marcus Aurelius, uh, Seneca, Lucius Aeneas Seneca. Uh, these these people they accept what's happening to them, and then uh, in the words of Ryan Holiday, he's a modern day sto Stoic who also helped Robert Greene write the write the book, The Forty Eight Laws of Power. He said that the obstacle is the way. I want you to be remembered as someone who has to go through an obstacle, but uses it as a way to accomplish what is needful of me. And finally, I want to be remembered for my faith. Miss um, Jen, I grew up in a devout evangelical Christian family. My father is a pastor. Uh, that's why my name is Boaz. <laughs> he got it from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got it from the book of Ruth. And also, the name Boaz is one of the two pillars in the Temple of Solomon. And the meaning of that name is swift, fast. So I want to be remembered as having that kind of faith to act fast, to uh, live according to my faith, to be a strong pillar of my faith. Now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I have often fallen short of, of these ideals. I have often uh, missed out. And there are days, even months, he heck, I could say years, where I have missed out on who I am meant to be. Uh, and, and who knows, I might be facing that again. But in the end, I want to be remembered as someone who 
who made a choice to live a life that will make a difference in the lives of other people. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you. much, Bo. Thank you for, you know, trusting your brand, your story with your authenticity and also for bringing that human side in, um, in you. I mean, more than just sharing um, what your expertise is, but also sharing, you know, your, your, your insights and your beliefs and, your, and the things that you believe in. I'm pretty sure that a lot of our listeners, you know, have learned so much from, you know, a brilliant nerd like you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, thank you so much, Ms. Zhen. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure being here. Thank you again. Watch out for my upcoming book, Craft Your Personal Brand Story, and know the gift or the GIFT method. I believe that every personal brand has a story. And if you're struggling to craft that story and also having a hard time attracting opportunities like clients, customers, employers, then this is the book for you. 